This is the way. The way. 101.1 current events, personal values, political and social issues, technology, wars and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. Could Judea and Samaria no longer be a part of Israel? And what's behind or who's behind the recent rash of mass shootings in America? Who's behind all the Jewish hatred coming from the United Nations? And did you know that a bumblebee is actually a fish? We'll tell you what we do know and what we don't know as we explore the signs of the times, our weekly review of Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news for Friday, June 10th, 2022. And here's something that we do know. You can get signs of the times on your time when you subscribe through Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google. And you can ask Pastor Mark a prophecy question plus much more when you download the Way Media app or hit us up at thewaymedia.net, which is the only place that you can read the articles that we discuss. And now, here to make the crooked paths of our world straight <laughs> is Pastor Mark, who recently bought a chicken and an egg from Amazon, and now he's waiting to find out which comes first. Up. You know, actually, no? maybe neither with all these fires at all the chicken okay. places. and the, and the. That's but you know true. what? Here's the thing. Now, see, here, here you are bringing news into a joke. Yeah. That's, I, I know. I shouldn't. But it, I think a fried, <laughs> fried chicken and fried eggs, I love them. So I'm thinking about food already. Got fried chicken, fried eggs. Sorry, the joke. Do you not have lunch before the show? I do have lunch before okay. the show. I'm but just it's just checking. like, you know, I just, again, I love hot chicken. Oh, that's like true. Nashville-style hot chicken. You do. And I, and Listen, I love. Listen, you'll bust an at, you'll bust a rim over it. I uh, yeah again I, I you know yesterday hit another whole lot of bad one on my way to Asheville to have did hot you, chicken. Did you? Really? Oh yes, my day I drove. That's that. the second time. Yeah, but no, the first one was Nashville. I know, but this Nashville, was, Asheville. I dropped the hot in. chicken rims. I dropped the in and still hit a bump, but it wasn't as bad. There's and something so, Illuminati about that whole thing, right there. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know, know. You know, I just again I, I appreciate holy, but not on my roads <laughs> that I drive on. That's okay. All right, well, very good. <laughs> And what's that sound? Sounds like... um, It sounds like the elephant in the room. Yes, it does. It's our new segment here on Science of the Times. I love it. I love Uh, it. We won't have it every time, but when there is an elephant in the room, we're going to talk about it. That's right. And here's Pastor Mark. Yes, again, what is the elephant in the room? And that is what's going on in Washington right now with these January 6th hearings. Now, sometimes we call it the elephant in the room because sometimes uh, it may seem a little bit outside the the regular uh, realm of thought, our Signs of the Times show, although it does tie in directly, which I'll share with you in just a moment. But there's some of these things that the whole nation is aware of, and they're so huge, like the shooting in Uvalde. Everybody in the nation knows about it. We have to talk about it. Or whether now it's this whole January 6th thing. Um, and I'm not going to get into the whole political side and jump in there. I don't want to take a long time on this. I'm just going to say, basically, uh, this is interesting to me in light of Revelation 13. And that is, we see the Antichrist when he comes on the scene. Remember, the world is marching toward authoritarianism. 
That's where we're going. Eventually, the whole world will be under the authority of one man, one leader. We call him the Antichrist, and um, the world calls him their hero. But either way, uh, so remember, prophetically, when we're watching things prophetically, which is why we bring things up on signs of the times, elephant or non, uh, this is kind of both, uh, we're watching for this progression toward what the Bible says is going to happen. So we are marching toward an authoritarian earth. What caught me about this whole elephant in the room here that we're talking about now is the authoritarian nature of this trial. Now, remember, let's get the setting here in light of Scripture. America is the freest nation on earth, end quote. If there's any nation that's going to stand for freedom and do things the right way and let both sides be heard, it's America. But what's going on in Washington right now is totally a one-sided, uh, completely, you know, a one viewpoint of a political agenda somebody's trying to push, and yet it perfectly lines up with Revelation 13 and the Antichrist, who will again take over the entire world, and it will be one agenda. There will not be discussions with the Antichrist. There will not be two sides with the Antichrist. There will not be a vote with the Antichrist. What he says will go. And when you look at what's happening in Washington, it is really a one-sided authoritarian approach. As a matter of fact, it's the first time in our nation's history that we've put we've done something like they've done before in Russia. Uh, China, other nations that are communistic uh, in their approach, uh, in that there's really one side. They present it as maybe there's two. For example, I think there's there's a, supposedly a couple on the other side on the panel, but they're they're very much on the same side. There isn't really an opposing view, and um, and it's it's really an authoritarian. You either see it our way or the highway. You do it our way, or we put you in jail. It's our way, or you're in big trouble. Again. That's really following society right now. It by the really way. is. And I see I see it at a number of levels. Number one, the downfall of our nation. It's where our nation's headed unless God sends revival. We are collapsing as a nation because we've always been a nation of freedom and democracy. That's going out the window. But secondly, again, we're moving more in that authoritarian direction. And that's what catches my attention. The authoritarian feel to this. Uh it was almost like Satan had Russia, Satan had China, Satan had you know North Korea, but he didn't have America. And it's almost like, well, he doesn't have all of America yet, but he's got a big part of it. He's made great headway into our nation. And so we have to pray. That doesn't mean we lay down and give up. It, doesn't, it, it also doesn't mean we become, all become politicians, because the answer is going to be through, through prayer. It's going to be the Spirit of God speaking the truth in love, like we do here on the signs of the times, and praying, and yes, certain times taking action. I'm not saying the believer never takes action and never even takes a political action. But I think just being a political activist and yelling about your view is never going to change it because the arena in the flesh, we will never win. We win in the spiritual realm. But we have to understand as believers, we have to see with our spiritual glasses. When you see an event like what's going on with the January 6th hearing, you've got to put your spiritual glasses on, lay down your politics and go, wait a minute, what's really happening? Is this a discussion between two sides or is this an authoritarian approach to crush every you know enemy that doesn't agree with them? And then where's that coming from? Russia? China? North Korea? No. It's coming from America. And that's the, probably the scariest thing for our nation as a whole, but also goes right in line with what we're seeing with signs of the times and the eventual, I think, soon appearance of the Antichrist, where it will be worldwide authoritarianism. Remember, the only one holding back, or one of the few holding back worldwide authoritarianism right now, is the United States of America. And so if we collapse in our democracy, it just becomes a one-sided kind of show trial, you know, again, authoritarian type approach like we're seeing in this committee, that's where 
is more of the atmosphere we're going to see with the Antichrist. So I wanted to give that an honorable mention so you guys know we're not ignoring what's happening, the elephant in the room again, but also to give that tie-in to, to what's going to be coming upon this earth. It's, it's really a tiny, tiny taste of, uh, and, and more you see it in Russia and China and North Korea, a tiny taste of ultimate authoritarianism. And probably the closest that we have on the earth would be North Korea, even more than China, with uh, uh, Kim Jong-un. Uh, but again, that's, that's what we're headed for with the Antichrist. And so there's the elephant in the room. We addressed it. And we fed it with some prophetic peanuts. There you go. There you go. Just because elephants like peanuts. That's right. That's right. All right, let's head over to Israel, Pastor Mark. And let's go to Israel 365 News, where we find, supposedly, this will happen, maybe happen, uh, if the vote doesn't change, uh, the first time since 1967, that Judea and Samaria will no longer be a part of Israel and really won't have the governance, protection, and provision yeah. of the government of Israel. Yeah, so explain this. I will explain yeah. it. Let me read some of the article. Israel has never annexed Judah and Samaria since the army won the Six-Day War in 67. Now, the reason they hadn't is because the fear of the, the consequences around the world, you know, of, of, of the other their enemies and even allies. So to legally enforce the law for Israeli citizens in that region, the government has consistently voted to an emergency law, or the Judea and Samaria law, as they call it. This law grants Israeli citizens in those regions to enjoy all the benefits and responsibilities of living in Israel. But on Monday, the vote failed for the first time since 1967. This is huge. The cancellation of the law, which, by the way, um, is canceled right now, has until July 1st. To, to be reversed. To be reversed. Right. So, but I mean, it is officially canceled. For all intended purposes, it's going to be canceled right. unless they change it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so if, if it is not, Israeli civilian law will not apply to Israeli citizens living in the post-1967 Israel. This means no police, no health services, or civilian courts. The IDF would handle all legal matters as the control of the region. Again, this could be huge if you live there as far as danger. Any crime, and I quote, will be judged in a military court, he added, saying that it would be a different country. I don't know which country it would be. Maybe uh, Jordan. I don't know. No, that's not Jordan. I don't know. That's interesting. I didn't think about looking what country it would be. The article, I'll try to find that out. It it goes on. If the law is not uh, renewed by the end of the month, any Israeli resident will become a foreigner under military rule. Now, do I think the law will be reversed? Yes. And here's why. Politics. I don't think that, look, if, 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 if Naftali Bennett, if these guys don't get their people's act together and reverse this, they're going to be booted out. You talk about Israel, they can have elections whenever they want. They're not like us. They can just call elections if they lose the support of all the different parties that make up who puts them in power. And um, if they don't get this reversed, my prediction is there'll be a quick restructuring of a new vote. They'll be kicked out. And believe it or not, guess who's on the rise again in Israeli politics? Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. Yes, he's on the rise again. And they're saying if these guys don't reverse it, we may see Bibi back in the office here before we know it. Very interesting. Now, anyway, I think they'll reverse it because they don't want to lose power. However, sometimes these other factions fall away because here's where this gets interesting. There are those who are really kind of anti-Israel, pro-Palestinian in the parliament, okay? Even like we have in in our Congress, we have those that are pro-America and those that are anti-America, and that's just the truth now. Well, they have the same thing over there in Israel, and so if some of those groups go, hey, we kind of like the fact that they lost authority there, we're not going to be aligned with Bennett anymore, so you've lost some of your support and your votes, you can't have a government anymore. I mean, this could kind of start up a, a domino effect, 
uh, to use a phrase, that could actually remove the current uh, leadership that's there. But now this, again, to me, Greg, is a prophetic wind blowing across the, the sands of, of, of the desert in Israel. Mm. Mm, isn't that nice? I need to get a wind sound effect next for next time. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yes. Because I tried to give a better one, but this windsock. Yeah. It <laughs> Uh, I, can, I can do I can do some of those without a windsock, but a windsock pulled away my, my thunder. Yes. Anyway, but the reason I say that is the Bible warns and says in the last days God's going to judge them because they divided my land. He says mm. so. The land's already been divided, so God could judge them based on that when they drew the lines after World War II. But now it would indicate in Scripture they're going to divide it more. It might be that this is kind of the beginning going, well, you know, we like that. We're going to fight for it now. You know, kill Israel. Don't let them get the land back. And this could be a part of the deal. President uh, uh, Biden's going to go over there soon and talk about dividing the land, 67 lines, all these things he's talked about. This may be kind of a precursor to some of the winds of, of the discussion of dividing up the land where Israel will not only maybe give some of that land up, but also half of Jerusalem or the eastern part of Jerusalem for the Palestinian um, capital. Uh, this week, um, Israel doesn't allow the Palestinians to have a, um, a consulate there in officially uh, in Israel because they're not a nation. They don't exist as a nation. They're just a people group saying they're a nation, and the United Nation gives them a seat and puts the Palestinian people, but everybody else is a real nation except them. But it's all, again, spiritual and political. But anyway, but America said, well, we're going to give you one anyway. You can use our building. So go in this building and call it the Palestinian. And they gave it some name, the Palestinian something or whatever. I think it's in our articles. We'll get to it, I think. Okay. I think. But anyway, the bottom line is this may be, Greg, some of those prophetic headwinds um, of getting ready to divide up the land. I think it will fail this time. But it kind of gets the mind going, hey, what if we went ahead and let that run out if they'll give us peace and then we give them half of Jerusalem, and then et cetera, et cetera. So keep your eye on that from a prophetic standpoint. It's very interesting. Yeah, uh, especially if you think uh, that Israel would give passageway to those living in Ju- Judea and Samaria uh, out of there and in, into the official territory. Yeah, but uh, I mean, think about that. that. And, and, and make that be an exchange of land because, because technically that, as far as they're concerned, that wouldn't be giving up their land because it's never been – they never officially took it in annexation and called it part of Israel in the sense of it's part of the nation, it's part of the state from a government, purely earthly level, not how God views the land, mind you. Right. And So I wonder if that would be a, a pathway maybe in Israel's mindset, at least in Naftali Bennett's uh, court right. uh, to appease or offer land for peace. Maybe, maybe that, no, that's a good point. And but it also brings up a little discussion point here about how the the Israelis view it. Both sides, you're right. Governmentally, that could be something they could use. Uh, governmentally, it's never been officially Israel. But I can tell you, the people that love Israel and that have gone back to the land, they consider all that land theirs. Oh, absolutely. Whether it's yeah. in the name of yeah. Israel or not, they absolutely. consider it yes. theirs. And so you've got yeah. the double. So, yes, governmentally, could they say, we'll, re- we'll help you relocate, we'll help you build a new home, we'll put you in the official territory of our land or whatever. But for those that are living there, Greg, if yeah. they went and moved there and they built a house there, they're making a statement. They're yeah. saying, this is our land yeah. in the sense of Israel and we're going to live here. So it's going to be a battle. And another thing to keep our eyes on is Naftali Bennett. If he does indeed use Judea and Samaria and or as 
as a part of offering or brokering some sort of deal in giving up that land and its rights. Every Israeli leader that we've been able to chronicle that's done that has met a coma or a death or a sickness or something. Yeah, they've been removed or, from office. They've been removed from office. It's scandal. Uh, yeah, Olmert, yeah, yes. Wasn't Olmert? He's I the mean, one. So he didn't die, but he got put, kicked out of office he, with major scandal. With major scandal, yeah. and it was and it was within. And here's the here's the hallmark too. This was within 24 to 48 hours yeah. of these decisions being formally declared it happens or proclaimed. quickly it typically it happens, happens quickly, quickly yeah. when god's the one that's behind it well again, so anyway. remember god said it's my land you don't mess with it it's yeah. not it's not in naphtali bennett's uh, uh authority to make that decision it's not in the un's authority it's not in anybody in the world's authority this is god's land god said this is my land so let's just settle that whose land is it it's god's so he owns it he's the landlord but then god said as the landlord i'm giving it to Israel, the Jews, the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because I made a covenant with Abraham. So it's it's God can give it to whoever he wants, and he 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 rules over it. He hadn't given them all their land back yet because he's waiting till he comes back. But you still don't mess with what he's allotted to them. He's allotted to them a certain amount of land, and he you don't mess. They're going to be there until the Lord comes back. Yeah. Even though the Antichrist, they're going to be there, just greatly persecuted and killed. But at the same time, you're right. It's you're messing with God when you mess with that land. Yeah. All right, uh, let's come back to this country. Uh, this is from uh, CNN. Uh, mass shootings over the weekend. At least 13 in the U.S. leave uh, more than a dozen dead, 70-plus injured. Uh, kind of the title doesn't sound like it was written very well. But anyway, go ahead and read the article. Yeah, we need to have in that song, they, they're coming through the southern border, they come into America. We yes. need to add that in there. He left that part out. He sure did. Oh, well, anyway. Maybe he'll make a revision. Maybe so. Yeah. Now, this is interesting because, again, you're seeing now, Greg, notice what happens. The media works right along with the enemy to promote what the enemy's agenda is, and that is to disarm the world, not just America. Remember, not to get too sidetracked here, but I've got to make this point. The goal is to disarm the world so the Antichrist has that authoritarian rule. And so now is to point out any time... Especially now, they're trying to really pile on because of what happened in Uvalde, Texas, about any type of shootings. And so there's two things to bring up. One, the political agenda of of CNN out of the enemy here trying to really go beyond CNN, of of Satan trying to uh, influence America as far as the uh, uh, Second Amendment and their ability to defend themselves. But also, the Bible says in the last days, there will be, again, violence will increase. Okay, so it says there there were at places... uh, or they were at places that seemed safe, the article says, but few spaces in America are guaranteed safe anymore. More than a dozen people were killed and more than 70 injured in at least 13 mass shootings this weekend in the United States. Some were at graduation parties at nightclubs, popular entertainment districts, and strip malls. This has been going on for years, and they don't report it. That's why I know it's political. Listen, a mass shooting is defined by our government as four people or more. Well, that is. I mean, you killed four people. Any death is horrible. It's, it's again, reprehensible. It's evil. But in Chicago, they're getting killed four at a time all the time on a regular basis. I mean, there are shootings, and it, it, it's like, it's ridiculous. You know, they talk about 70 injured, um, um, more than a dozen killed, uh, you know, in this over the weekend. That could just be Chicago alone on hot weekends. Chicago alone can have 
uh, just, you know, there have been in the 30s, I think, shot and killed, or 40s even, in Chicago before, Greg. And, they, and they blamed that on climate change. Yes. So understand this. This is tragic. It is comes in signs of the times in the sense of violence increasing in the last days. But recognize this is political because this is and, and it's but it's above political. This is spiritual. You're going to notice Satan trying to put more and more pressure on the removal of people's ability to defend themselves by taking away defense weapons um, because it is it's one of those things that really needs to be in place for the Antichrist to have that authority worldwide. So I've been warning us. I've been warning our listeners for the whole 15 years or however long we've been on the radio. One of the things you're going to see happening is you're going to see eventually the Constitution has to be devalued or removed and guns have to be removed in mass or completely gone because it doesn't fit the agenda of the antichrist so it doesn't take a prophet to figure that out it's simply knowing the bible knowing the word of god authoritarian rule worldwide you got to take away people's ability to fight back you've got to take away borders of nations and things that make you separate right because we all have to blend together if you've got one king the whole world greg the whole kingdom has to come under that one king without opposition that's the move of the antichrist and satan I don't know if we have any uh, listeners in Australia, uh, but Australia is a great example of a country uh, that gave up its guns. Yeah. And uh, over the last two years was under a severe governmental lockdown. Absolutely. And lost their freedoms. Yeah. Do they, again, I should know this. What about, what about guns in China? You're not allowed to have a gun in China. I don't think so. I wouldn't think, I wouldn't I wouldn't think, think so. so. I, I've never really looked that up, but look what they did in Shanghai. They literally locked down millions of people yeah. for weeks there, and it was like they were, I mean, they, they were desperate. This was like, yeah. but here's the point you have to come under the authoritarian rule because you can't fight back. And let me just say this there's no reason to not say this out in the open because this is what our founding fathers said. The reason our founding fathers gave the Second Amendment is so we could fight back with guns against a tyrannical government or leadership should that happen. That's just why they did it. That's the whole point of the Second Amendment. That's not promoting anything violent. That's why they did it. And you know, Greg, they were right. If you don't give the people the ability to defend themselves, then they're going to be totally squashed by totalitarian and authoritarian leaders at some point. Why? Because of the sin nature. Mankind has fallen, and there'll always be those who rise up that want to dominate everyone else. And the only way that you can stop that from happening is allow an armed or or defensed uh, people so yeah. they can stop that from happening that's why america has been so successful it the answer is not taking away guns from the people the answer is more guns in the place where bad guys show up and statistics prove if you put more guns in the places where bad guys show up bad guys stop showing up did you know in the schools now in america greg that have the sign up that say that we have armed security there's not been one mass shooting not one that's a statistical Fact. Why is that? Chance is that chance? Oh, wow! Those are lucky schools. No. Mm-mm. Listen, bad guys are not stupid. They're evil. They're evil. Sometimes they're stupid and evil, but they're not always stupid. Sometimes they just go. You know what? I want to go to a place where no one can defend themselves, whether it be children or adults, who have no ability to stop me, so I can kill as many as I want without opposition. And um, and so understand the answer. Everybody gets into the emotion of, oh no, it's the gun that killed him. No. You're not going to change human nature and the evil of human nature by taking away people's ability to defend themselves. If there is a mass shooting in the schools every day in America, that doesn't justify taking guns away. 
because you're still now taking away the ability of those who would have stopped them from having the ability to stop them. You need to arm, you need an armed uh, presence there at the schools, an armed presence at places of danger. They don't go there. And if they do, they're stopped very quickly. This is not politics. I know politics has pulled it in. This is logic. And this is how people do. If, if, if you're on the playground and there's a bully trying to beat you up and your friend who's bigger than the bully shows up, that guy stops. He leaves you alone and he never bothers you again because he doesn't want to get punched. <laughs> it's human nature. But when you, when you strike with emotions, hit it at the time that the emotions are the hottest. Yeah. Then that's where people make foolish decisions. And Satan knows that about mankind. And I believe Satan's going to use these type of events. He's even going to spur on these type of events. And then the moment they happen, he's going to raise up his servants to start screaming loudly about these events so that he can pull people away from their ability to defend themselves. And now we get ourselves more and ready for Revelation 13, the appearance of the Antichrist. This is all, when you realize what the larger picture, it all makes total sense. But again, when you understand it and you watch people responding the wrong way, it makes your head blow off. Yeah, absolutely. It really does. <laughs> no pun intended. Yes, yes. Uh, all right. Let's talk about some Jew hate in a world that clamors for every people group and perceived or real to be accepted, except for the Jews. Yeah. Uh, Fox News is reporting that critics are charging that a U.N. body has issued an anti-Semitic report against Israel. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, it surprise. It doesn't stop, and it won't stop. Uh, the, again, the, the United Nations there uh, uh, declared there in Geneva a cesspool of political bias against Israel and the U.S. is, what's been, is, this, is what this is being called. Um, on Tuesday, uh, in this report that came out, um, Navi Pillay, the chairwoman of the International Commission on Inquiry of the Occupied Palestinian Territory, again, which there is none, uh, not in God's viewpoint, including East Jerusalem and Israel, seemingly admitted to the bias of the report. And I quote, the findings and recommendations relevant to the underlying root causes were overwhelmingly directed toward Israel, she says. So it's just admitted it. The report was slanted against the Jewish state because of the asymmetrical nature of the conflict of the reality of the state occupying the other. So she's saying because Israel's <laughs> occupying somebody else's land, they deserve this. Well, they're not occupying somebody else's land. They've given, they've been given permission by God to live on his land. And so again, it shows the ignorance here of these people. The State Department released a statement on the report Tuesday afternoon calling it a one-sided biased approach that does nothing to advance the prospects for peace. The report of of the commission released today does nothing to alleviate our concerns. Again, you're going to see more of this, Greg. We talked about it. There's going to be greater and greater animosity toward the Jews because Satan hates the Jews and Satan is fighting against God. And so again, remember this doesn't mean the Jews are angels. Matter of fact, right now the Jews are in rebellion. They've rejected their Messiah. That's not the point. God said, support them because I stand with them and I'm going to send revival to them in the last days and I'm going to do a work that I promised Abraham and complete it. So I want my church to stand with them and, and report them or encourage them. Uh, and Satan knows that. So he's going to do everything he can to wipe them out. What a conflicted organization the United Nations yes. is. <laughs> because think about this for a minute. The United Nations... As far as we can tell, when we look at the history of everything, the United Nations was formed. And I'm, when we're talking about God's providence or his sovereignty here, yeah. the United Nations being formed to ratify Israel 
being a nation again, thus fulfilling the prophecy in either Joel or Amos, I can't remember uh, which Old Testament book there. But in May of 1948, uh, when David Ben-Gurion, then president of the Jewish League, stood up before the United Nations and declared Israel a nation once again, the United Nations ratified that. Right. Declaring them a nation once again. Right. So what are they going to, I mean, I haven't heard any talk about unratifying. You know, or well, somehow, I mean, not officially, so, but they help. There's a lot of them that scream about. I know pushing them in the sea, get rid of them completely. I, I know, but I'm talking about from a, an official yeah. position of the yeah. United Nations, right? For whatever power that they have. But anyway, I just think it's interesting yeah. that this is the same organization that gave that God used to give birth to the nation again yeah. that yeah. He said He was going to, yeah. and now they're completely, you know against that nation well again it makes another good biblical point i don't think that anyone would ever argue that the united nations has ever been a godly organization and yet they are servants of god when yeah. he so chooses well god even said that about nebuchadnezzar that's right my servant even satan <laughs> god uses even satan for his purposes satan is a servant of god a lot of people don't realize that yeah. but he can't do anything that god doesn't allow and god has ultimate control so yeah. even satan is a servant of god yeah job job opens our eyes to that yeah yeah. So again, and you know, you know, again, don't never, don't expect the, any kind of friendliness from the United Nations. They're going to continue to turn against Israel, and um, it's going to get worse and worse, Greg, as we get toward the end. Absolutely. You are listening to Signs of the Times on WIAM LP Knoxville. This is our weekly look at Bible prophecy in the world's news. This broadcast will turn into a podcast. I think it's episode two nineteen. Is it two nineteen? Yes. 219 later this afternoon. So make sure you can check out all the ways that you can get this program at thewaymedia.net. Pastor Mark, we're going to take a break from our articles to answer a listener question that came through came to us through the Way Media. Uh, this is from Tanya, who enjoys signs of the times out in Salem, Oregon. And she has a question about the prophet Ido mentioned in Second Chronicles. She says, 2 Chronicles 13 mentions the prophet Ido and references to his writings. What do we know about this prophet and his writings? I'm curious to know why they are not part of the Hebrew Scriptures, like the writings of the other prophets during that period. I am not questioning the completeness of the canon of Scripture, but I'm simply curious to know if his writings are preserved and if there is a known reason why they weren't included in Scripture. Is this simply a mystery in that God did not allow his writings to be included, or, ominously, is there more to it? Yeah, a great question, and it'll tie into some other things I want to talk about. But, you know, great question, Tanya. The bottom line is, is God is the one who wrote the Bible. He's the author of the Bible, and God put in the Bible what he wanted to be in the Bible. And so if in those writings, again, directly from God, we know that, for the people of Israel in that day. But if God didn't want them in the Bible, or God didn't want the world to follow them as Bible, then God wouldn't allow them to be included in Scripture, which means God could not preserve those writings, or somebody would try to do that. So there's, God didn't put everything that every prophet ever wrote down in the Bible. God wrote a book, the Bible. He used his prophets to do it, but his prophets oftentimes wrote a lot more and said a lot more than are in the Bible. And so he basically, if you look at it like this way, you got the CEO of the office and you got all the prophets around him. 
and he gave them what they needed to talk to a certain generation or a certain people group or at a certain time to do this and this and this. By the way, he still does that today. He'll still give somebody a word of prophecy today about certain things, not in the same capacity as such as the office of a prophet like they did in the Old Testament, because that ended with John the Baptist, Jesus tells us. But prophets have different assignments and different jobs to do. And it may be, and we don't know because we don't have Ido's, all of Ido's writings, as you said, it may be that Ido wrote some things that were specifically for the nation in that day, but if they were written today and people tried to follow them for where we are today, would not be something that God wanted to do. So you have to realize God chooses what he wants in there when he has his prophets around the table. He says, here's what we're doing, guys. Here's our project. Those that he wants to put stuff in there, he'll say, you, you, and you, I'm going to put your writings in there. You, you, and you, I'm going to preserve yours. Yours I'm not going to preserve. And then there it's gone. Um, God just chooses to do that, and that's up to him. So I think just understanding that he's the author, he's the Lord, he chooses what goes in. Uh, the fact that he doesn't list everything that everybody puts in there doesn't mean that it's not from God or that it's um, not uh, uh, God's voice to his people in that day, but God just didn't want it in the Bible or didn't want us to have it. Again, we talked earlier about Jasher. You know, the book of Jasher, it talks about, and the, the wars, you know, that went on, um, that are listed in the book of Jasher, but we don't have that book. We don't have any of it. We don't know what else he said. You wonder, why don't we have that? Because God didn't want it in his word. So God didn't preserve it. God only preserved what he wanted to preserve and what he wanted to be in the Bible. And so when you look at the canon of scripture, um, a lot of things, it has to be totally without error. No flaws, no mistakes, no contradictions, or it can't be included in the Word of God. And so who knows? Uh, we don't know all the reasons, but that would be, again, you know, the reason that you don't see more from these prophets that are in there. And I go, for example, we look at Enoch, and God gives one quote in the Bible from a prophecy of Enoch. Um, and there's a whole book of Enoch. Now, again, we could argue whether or not that's really, uh, um, um, again, I would say that's not Scripture, and I'll tell you why right after I say this. But there's one portion God wanted in there where Enoch puts a quote in Jude about the Lord coming back with 10,000s of his saints or whatever. And so it caused a lot of people to go looking for the book of Enoch. Well, we don't even know if this book of Enoch that's out there was even really written by Enoch. It could be a fake. We can't prove that. But here's what we do know about it. When we get the book of Enoch today, you'll find errors in it. You'll find mistakes. So we know that it's not God's word because he may have, Enoch may have written down some thoughts. Remember, Tanya, when the prophets were alive, they lived normal life, and then they lived under the power of the Holy Spirit. Everything a prophet said was not the Word of God. Everything a prophet wrote was not the Word of God. They could sit down and write a poem, a book, a song, something that they wanted. That when 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 Isaiah talked to David, he went to David and said, "Hey, David." David said, "Hey, I want to build a a, a house for God." He said, "David, yeah. go for it. Whatever in your heart." Well, that wasn't a "Thus saith the Lord." That was simply Isaiah as a yeah. friend. Sure. So then Isaiah walks out in the courtyard, and God goes, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! Go back and tell yeah. him, thus says the Lord. Yeah. I want to build you a house." So. Well, and Paul does the same thing, too, when he talked about marriage and singleness. It's like, this is me speaking. This isn't the Lord. And Paul made a distinction when Paul was saying something that was coming from him and wasn't coming from God. Yeah. So, so again, um, understand that if there's anything in it that is is, uh, the writings of Enoch, they're not in the Bible either. But it doesn't nullify where God used a quote from Enoch in the book of Jude. So the, the bottom line is God put in the Bible what he wanted. He's the author of it. Uh, don't be stumbled by if you can't find certain writings of different people. And also, if you chase down some of these other books that are supposedly like like the book of Enoch or uh, Mary Magdalene supposedly has a book and these other books of these different people. Listen, probably these are all fakes. 
Um, and I say probably all fakes. We know that the ones that I know of are because you can find errors and mistakes and they claim to be the Bible. They're not. God doesn't make mistakes. God's word is 100% accurate. So the only thing that God allowed into the canon of scripture or into his book is what he wanted in and what was 100% accurate because that validates that God wrote it. So, uh, again, you know, I don't, there's, who knows, it would be nice to find some of these things these guys wrote back then just to see what they were talking about. But again, as far as scripture, God has given us what we need. Maybe we'll see Ido one day and find out more about. Yes. I'm sure we'd agree with him, you know. Yeah. Um, Ido's. Yes. Oh, my. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for your question. And if you've got a question like Tanya, uh, just go to the Waymedia app or thewaymedia.net and navigate your way to the Signs of the Times section, and you will see how you can submit your prophecy question to Pastor Mark. All right, let's get into some pestilence plagues, disasters, and corruption. This is from the Epoch Times or Epoch Times. Microplastics from masks have been found deep in the lungs of the living. Yes. Do explain. Yeah, very interesting. They've been finding now, in, in and they give many different sources, they believe, to why these microplastics are in the lungs. But they've noticed here in the last couple of years an increase in the microplastics in the lungs. And that's why this comes in because of this article. Uh, it says that microplastics were found in 11 of 13 lung patients. I mean, that's pretty much almost everyone. A study published in 2021 looked at the risks of wearing the blue surgical face masks, which causes you to inhale microplastics. Again, this is a big deal, and and I think the public needs to be aware of this for health reasons. The researchers found that reusing masks could increase the risk of inhaling microplastic particles, and the N95 respirators had the lowest number of microplastics, although they have them, when compared to not wearing a mask. They said surgical, and I quote, surgical, cotton, fashion, and activated carbon masks wearing, wearing pose higher fiber-like microplastic insul- inhalation risk. And yet, according to Chris Schaefer, a respirator specialist and training expert, the masks used by millions of people throughout the world are not really masked at all. Schaefer calls these rather breathing barriers as they, and I quote, don't meet the legal definition of a mask. He was emphatic that the surgical mask used by consumers through Canada and the U.S. and the world are actually shedding microplastics small enough to be inhaled into the lungs. And listen to this quote. A proper mask has engineered breathing openings in the front of the mouth and the nose to ensure easy and effortless breathing. A breathing barrier is closed uh, over the mouth and nose. And by doing that, it captures carbon dioxide that you exhale, forces you to re-inhale it, causing a reduction in your inhaled oxygen levels and causes excessive carbon dioxide. So they're not safe to wear. That's for the normal mass. It increases your carbon dioxide levels. And there are tests out there showing that to be true, obviously. And this is, of course, from some of those tests. He goes on, the heat and moisture, and this is the big thing. Note this. The heat and moisture that it captures yeah. will cause the degradation of the fibers to break down smaller. Now, let me say, not only that, it's a breeding ground for bacteria. But it causes the microfibers to break down. Absolutely, people are inhaling microplastic particles from the masks they're wearing. I've written very extensively on the hazards of these breathing burials the last two years. I've spoken to scientists and other people about these inhaling the fibers. A German physician, Dr. Zacharias Fogen. Uh, published a study in the peer-reviewed journal of medicine or journal medicine which analyzed data across uh, counties in kansas comparing areas 
where mask mandates in those counties were in place and those that didn't have mask mandates. Now, listen to this science here. He found in these counties that had mandatory masking, the death rate was 85% higher. In other words, the places that were wearing masks had an 85% higher death rate than those who didn't wear masks. The mortality rate remained at 52% higher in the counties that mandated masking even when the analysis accounted for confounding factors. Here's here's all I'm saying. Look, you can stand wherever you want and make all your fights for your position on masking, but now the data is coming in in these medical journals and from stat, uh, from from statistics showing that if you wear these masks, it's not only causing higher microfiber plastics in your lungs to be there, there's a higher death rate for a number of reasons. And again, this is only logical. Greg, I was saying when this whole mask thing started, yeah. it only makes sense. You give a warm environment that's moist, and you touch it all the time with all the stuff you have on your hands, and then you keep putting it on your face all day long. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're basically saying... Get me sick, I dare you. Come on, come on, come on, I dare you. I dare you. Get me sick, come on, come on, come on. Like, you know, the fight in the playground. Come on, I dare you. I dare you. <laughs> and the germs are going, all right, I'll get you sick. I'll send some microplastics down. Now we know some of the things it's doing to the lungs. Here's the point. Take the masks off. This is not about your political view. This is about your health. And statistics and studies are now showing that they're causing greater harm than they are good. This is not good. And the public needs to know this because it's going to create a greater and has created a greater public health scenario than than even COVID in many instances. Well, we've got more statistics to share, Pastor Mark. This one from Israel National News. A new study is linking COVID vaccines to a 25% increase in cardiac arrest for both males and females, and this has been corroborated yeah. uh, also by the CDC here in the U.S. Yes, we're seeing also the CDC, Greg, and studies here in the U.S. showing the same thing. But here's the thing that really upsets me. They're not telling the public this, and that's why no. I, we have to. These are Again, we have the articles here. We have them on. These are the official stats. Go to our website. We're not just making this stuff up. But I, my heart is you've got to know this because now they're trying to push the shot not only on our teens, but, Greg, to do it at five and under, they're wanting to give shots to infants as a part of the regular routine of childhood vaccinations. Listen to me. Do not do this. Fight against this. We now have stats showing it's killing our children. Study based on data from emergency services, COVID infection itself is not linked to significant increase in cardiovascular complications. Notice this. The COVID infection is not linked to the increase of cardiovascular complications. But the shots are. A new study by Israeli researchers published in Nature has revealed an increase of over 25%. That's one out of every four in cardiovascular-related emergency calls in the young adult population following the rollout of the COVID shots among both males and females. Note this. No similar increase was found due to COVID infection alone. In other words, for those who just had the COVID infection but didn't get the the shot, this didn't happen. But for those who got the shot, one out of four are having cardiovascular issues. While the dangers of myocarditis, which is the swelling of the heart, and by the way, when your heart swells, you don't know it until you exert a lot of physical exercise. That's when your heart can't handle it. That's why these athletes, Greg, this is interesting. I'll throw this quick for extra. This just for bonus points. Just reading today, and I'll try to maybe I'll get the stats later and throw them online because I'd like to have those out there for you. There's been about five deaths a year 
in athletic competitions of people dying from during athletes worldwide during an athletic event. On rare occasion, it's gone as high as 10, but the average is five a year. We've had over 300 a year since the COVID shot started. And there's no varying factor, Greg, other than the COVID shot. That's the common denominator. It's causing swelling of the heart, and our athletes or those that are exercising are dying. It's not just the young males. It's uh, it's, uh, older ages as well. But anyway, while the dangers of myocarditis for young males have gained widespread attention, this study found a larger increase in um, CA and ACS events among uh, cardiovascular things among females with the COVID shot. Myocarditis is known to be, and I quote, a a major cause of sudden unexpected deaths in adults less than 40 years of age and is assessed to be responsible for 12 to 20 percent of these deaths, the study authors note. They add that their findings have been mirrored by researchers in Germany and Scotland. So this is a well-researched study. It is absolute. It's time for people to wake up, and the public needs to know. I don't know. I do know why they won't tell the public. Here's the problem with politics getting into facts. When politics comes into the realm of facts, you don't oftentimes hear the facts because people have political agendas. Look, if there's something out there that masks were saving millions of lives, I would be the one on the front pushing masks. Guys, wear a mask. It's saving lives. But now that we see that it's costing lives, and now we see that the shot is costing lives. Greg, we've got to re- we need to have a discussion about this. I would say it's a prophetic agenda, not a political agenda, you, well, Pastor right. Mark, only well, because of we know that Satan's behind a lot of this, trying to destroy mankind any way he can. And there's people that have a belief system, and we've talked about this before, yes. that believe in population control or population reduction. Yeah, Greg, you're right. And again, this goes to John ten ten, where the, Jesus said that Satan comes to kill. Yeah. Steal and destroy. And again, this is good. This is intriguing to me, Greg. I got to throw this out there to you. A lot of people don't know that Bill Gates' dad. Now, there's a lot of people yeah. start screaming conspiracy <laughs> when you mention Bill Gates. But listen, these are just facts. These are facts. His dad was the leader of Planned Parenthood of eugenics. That is de- depopulating the earth. Um, uh, Bill Gates is on record saying he wants the population of the earth down to a, down to a billion. He says we can't handle more than a billion people on the earth. And others like Ted Turner and some of the others saying no, it needs to go as low as 500 million. And there's others that make these claims or whatever. Now, here's the part that's troubling. When you have someone who said they want to reduce 8 billion down to 1 billion, and they're the ones producing these shots and putting them out there, and now people are dying, I'm not saying anything's intentional. I'm not making accusation. I'm saying you can't help but say, wait a minute. If you're trying to create conspiracy theories, you're doing a good job. Because when you have somebody who's stated goals to reduce the world's population, pushing something that we now see as causing deaths, and they're pushing it even more. Again, we just need to be aware. It's time for us to, to wake up. Maybe they're totally ignorant. Um, I, I, you know, I doubt that. These are some of the smartest people in the world. But, I mean, again, you need to be educated into what's going on out there. And look at the facts. Don't just listen to talk show people or whatever. Go do your homework. And what's amazing to me, Greg, remember as a kid, they always said, don't, if somebody tells you don't go to your parents or ask your parents, run. Yeah. We now have the media saying, don't do your homework. They're literally saying, don't do your own research. Just trust these guys. And I'm saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Bill Gates tells me he wants to kill 7 billion. I won't say Let me put it a different way. He didn't say he wanted to kill 7 billion. Bill Gates says he wants to reduce the Earth's population by 7 billion. And he's the one pushing a lot of agenda here to get the world to take these shots that are now having bad results. Mm. And he's not backing up any. I can't help but wonder. A college dropout software developer suddenly interested in my health. Think about it. I 
don't think so. I mean, again, he's he's a computer guy. And I just, the whole thing, it's time for us. I think we're so afraid, Greg, to look at the potential that, here's what I want our listeners to look at. Don't look at people, look at Satan. Absolutely. Satan is this the is one. This is a spiritual battle. The Bible says in First John that Satan has sway over the entire world, which means if Bill Gates doesn't know Christ, Satan has sway over Bill Gates. Satan has sway over Klaus Schwab. Satan has, Satan has sway over anybody. And if Satan wants to to reduce the Earth's population, like we talk about killing our children and abortion. Satan's behind that. That's eugenics. That that's that's the whole reduce the population. That's a stated goal they had. Um, Satan's behind that. We can look at Margaret Sanger, who you know started Planned Parenthood. We can look at Bill Gates' dad, who was a big you know big into this whole Planned Parenthood eugenics. We can look at a lot of different people involved and go, all right. They're the ones doing it. They're no, just no. the tools. They're, they are the tools in the toolbox of the enemy. I believe they're being used. I don't know how much they know or don't know, but I know this. Satan's desire is to kill, steal, and destroy. He's been killing our babies in the womb for 50 years now, yeah. and now we're seeing some of our babies out of the womb getting killed by something that has not been properly tested, and we need to wake up. Well, you know, uh, the, the the intimation of Scripture when it talks about being under the sway of the enemy, uh, for those that are not in Christ— whether you want to be or not, or whether you know it or not, yeah. if you've not given your life to Jesus Christ, you have no power over being controlled by Satan. That's right. That's right. You're exactly right. We're, we're puppets. And the amazing thing to me, Greg, a lot of these guys that are trying to make this world leadership thing happen, like yeah. the World Economic Forum guys, they act like they're the intellectuals that know all this stuff, and everybody yes. else are these ignorant people or whatever, and they are told are, that, that they can make us all puppets? Yeah. They're the puppets. They the don't the only it, people yeah. on the planet that are not puppets are those who know Jesus Christ because our chains have been broken yeah. off of us. We've been set free from the deceptions of Satan, and now we can clearly see. And that's why we need to have a discussion about these things. Look, it's not about running out there and accusing everybody of trying to kill everybody. It's about saying, look, let's talk about what's happening. Let's look at the data. Let's look at what the CDC. Let's look at what these guys are finding. That we need to talk about this. People yeah. are dying, and nobody's letting people know. Well, let's be honest and discuss it. All right, well, let's discuss this really quickly, Pastor Mark. This is from Euro Weekly News and uh, that tells us that doctors are baffled by what's known as sudden adult death syndrome, or SADS, yeah. in healthy young people. Yeah, this is interesting here because we're seeing a lot of these kind of articles, I call them preemptive strikes almost, where they're kind of getting everybody prepared, acting like heart attacks in young people is normal, strokes in young people are normal, um, issues in kids are normal. These aren't normal, and now they're seeing these things. You know, we've had SIDS for years, which are these um, uh, you know ch- children that die suddenly uh, in the crib or whatever. Now they have what they call SADS, which are adults that are dying. And just listen to what's going on again, Greg. After these articles coming out now, after the whole introduction of this massive worldwide vaccine thing, doctors in Australia are developing the country's first SADS registry after recent incidents of healthy young people dying from sudden adult death syndrome. I've never even heard of it till now. They say it's existed a long time. There have been a few cases, but now it's suddenly increasing. It's suddenly exploding. Nobody In the last couple of years, nobody knows why. Sudden adult death syndrome or sudden arrhythmic death syndrome, SADS, is an, I quote, umbrella term to describe unexpected deaths in young people. And this mysterious syndrome is said to have left doctors in a struggle scratching for more answers or <laughs> searching for more, more answers, not scratching. I'm sorry. That, that's a funny picture. Uh, yes, uh, anyway, it is. Let's, let's get back focused here. Okay. But anyway, again, Australia, again, one of the proponents, Greg, of pushing yeah. these, these shots. 
This has led doctors at Melbourne's Baker Heart and Diabetes Institute to create the country's SADS registry, which they hope to roll out across the country in order to gain more information about this sudden death phenomenon. And I quote, in our registry, there are approximately 750 cases per year of people aged under 50 uh, that have cardiac arrest. I'd like to know what it was before 2020, what yeah. it is now. They don't list that here. But it's enough to where they're talking about it. It's almost like they're preparing the public to get used to this as normal so that when you see more of it, you go, oh, well, that's been happening. Uh, it's sad. It's been out there for a while. Well, I've never heard of it, even though I know it's been there. Yeah. But not enough for people to talk about. Uh, he goes on, I quote, of these, approximately 100 young people per year will have no cause found, even after extensive investigations uh, as to why the SADS took place. According to the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners, SADS usually occurs in healthy adults under 40, and the term is used uh, when a postmortem can find no obvious cause of death. You're, I'm seeing more and more articles, Greg, about things that are happening that, that they're not at all attributing to the possibility that maybe there's another side effect we should be talking about. They're just talking about, huh, I can't figure this one out. I'm going, are they, are they purposefully ignoring, ignoring this or are they blinded by the enemy or we don't know, but the public needs yeah. to know this. Well, and, and again, Australia under extreme lockdown over the last two or three years in, in the vaccination stuff. I yeah. mean, it's no wonder. I mean, that's not a coincidence. Greg, have you noticed the, we talked about the hepatitis and kids that are showing up all yes. over the world? Okay, yeah. they're saying now it's because of the lockdowns, and here's why. It, no, we don't know the real reason yet. But the scientists, doctors, they're speculating now the lockdowns because in the lockdowns, nobody was exposed. Our kids have to be exposed to germs to build up their reservoir resistance. See, we built it up because we're yeah. adults. They build it up as their kids with all their yucky yeah. stuff they do. Now, the point is... They're saying they didn't build it up. Now they're reintroduced into the regular society after a lockdown, and they're getting liver disease. They're getting all these things attacking their liver, which goes to hepatitis. And they're going, it's because the kids weren't yeah. able to be out and play and get each other's germs. Listen, lockdowns are almost, lockdowns are just as deadly, if not more, than COVID was. Yeah. So now we're seeing the masks and the lockdowns causing more damage, I would argue, than even COVID did. Yeah. And now the numbers are coming in. This is, this is not good news. Not good news at all. All right, Pastor Mark, let's get into some the weird pestilence, plagues, disasters, and corruption article here from yeah. Fox News. Yeah. Uh, you can't even believe I'm going to read this, but a California court has ruled that a bumblebee is a fish under environmental law. Greg, we have left reality. <laughs> we have left reality. So oh obviously, my. the next thing they're going to say is that a boy is not a boy and a girl is not a girl. It may get that far. Now, I, I, I got to believe that this has something to do, I believe it had something to do with the almond growers. Yes. And, and need, the bumblebee is obviously in God's ecology. Uh, you know, it was, the bumblebee is important to the almond tree. Yeah. And so I it's know that there's some politics it behind is. it. But yeah, anyway. it's an environmental thing. The appellate court ruled that a lower court, and I quote, erred when it reached a contrary conclusion. A bumblebee is a fish under California law, a California court said in the ruling this week. And there's the key, under California law. <laughs> and thus, the bumblebee should be protected by the state's uh, endangered species. Uh, you know, I caught an eight-pounder out back in, <laughs> just last <laughs> week. <laughs> you know, if you do that, you let them go, they fly in a yeah. big circle, and you can kind of yeah. tie a thing on their leg. And Anyway. In the case, the Almond Alliance of California versus Fish and Game Commission, the California State Appellate Court of the 3rd District said, the issue presented here is whether the bumblebee, a terrestrial invertebrate, falls within the definition of a fish. Oh, my goodness. According to the judges, the bumblebee is classified as a 
fish as a liberal interpretation of the word fish, as well as the state's own legislative history, including non-aquatic life. Uh, again, did you realize you could get stung by a fish now? I did not. But there are some fish, actually, that can't sting you out there. I mean, you well, that's get, true. I mean, what, a catfish can poke you really good, can't they? Which uh, one is well, it? Is it a catfish? Well, you, uh, a catfish, stingray, eel. Yeah. I mean, those fish, yeah. you know, I'm sure there's others. Yeah, I get the point. Um, but anyway, the point I want to make about this, Greg, is here's the bottom line. I know this is under a legal definition that some lawyers twisting like they do to try to get them. I realize that. Yeah. But it does bring up a very interesting point that is so prevalent in our culture today. And this is one of the scary things about where we are as a nation and a world. It's one thing to have a strong political agenda about where you stand and push it. Okay. That's one thing. It's entirely another to just simply say, I'm going to openly deny reality And I don't care how foolish it looks or how ridiculous this is, I'm going to do it. And that's what's happening today. We have the whole issue of gender. We talked about it. It's an open denial. Look, boys have X and Y chromosomes. You can't change that with any surgery, with any psychological training, with any emotion you have. Your chromosomes, I don't care what you do. I don't care what you wear. I don't care what surgery you have. I don't care what lawsuit you win. If you're a boy, you're going to have X and Y chromosomes. You can't change that. If you're a girl, you'll have X and X chromosomes. You can't change that. And the two never come together. And yet an obvious reality like that is now being denied. So to me, to win an argument about a bumblebee being a fish, I mean, really, I see it. Doesn't make that much difference. Yeah. All right, Pastor Mark. Where did you get that crown? All those jewels and that velvet. (laughs) Greg, that's impressive. Well, Can we get a camera shot of this? Well, UPS delivered oh a bunch goodness. of robes for the staff. Oh, okay. So, I don't I, know if you're ready for I, this Sunday. Yeah, I but did order those. It's going to be a little bit different service. We're going to kind of a high church approach now. Yes. Fox News <laughs> is reporting that Pope dozens. Gregory. Pope Gregory. Go <laughs> ahead and read this. No, that's a legitimate. Okay. He, there was a Pope Gregory. Yes, I know. That's why I'm... But I'm not even close. Yeah. Uh, dozens of Georgia <laughs> churches have split from the United Methodist Church over LGBTQ issues. Yeah, I've, I've seen this coming for a long time. Yeah. It makes me sad. Uh, for years, there have been these, uh, a lot of, uh, I guess, Greg, a whole, um, um, you know, a large number of issues that have been coming into uh, the church, uh, the denominational churches and United Methodist Church in particular coming in, trying to take it a, really down a totally non-scriptural direction. And really, I want to say to the church's credit, they made a stand, a group of them made a stand and said, you're going to have to break off from us. We're not going to be a part of that. Seventy churches in Georgia split from the United Methodist Church last week, largely over those issues, LGBTQ, uh, um, marking the latest in a growing divide within the third largest Protestant denomination in the U.S. During a special uh, session in 2019, the United Methodist Church adopted a disaffiliation agreement allowing churches to leave the denomination through the end of 2023 for reasons of conscience regarding a change in the requirements and provisions for the of the Book of Discipline related to the practice of homosexuality and ordination, etc., uh, again, the 70 churches that chose to disaffiliate represent 90% of the congregations in the conference, and uh, the date of disaffiliation will be affected June 30th. So basically, a group of them are saying, look, you're going down a wrong direction, and we've been able to stick with you for a while, but we can't go, we can't do this. Good for them. Um, you know, we have to make a stand. And if we don't stand on the scripture and contend for the faith, we cannot change the word of God any more than we can change our chromosomes. 
And so if we don't make a stand, Greg, the church is gone. And I realize that brings persecution, but you know what? God bless the guys that made a stand for what's right. And, 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 and I think we have to do that as believers regardless of the consequences. Well, and that's also part of the great falling away. It's part of apostasy. It is. Uh, that's all part and parcel of it. It is. And so as, as an encouragement to us, again, as we end today, yeah. hey, make a stand. Don't be afraid to stand on what's true. And don't be afraid to speak the truth, even if it goes against the culture. I know that some of the things we even said today uh, goes against the flow of the culture today. But if you love others, you've got to speak the truth. Yeah. Here's the key. Speak the truth, as the Bible says, but do it in love. Absolutely. Do it in love. Everything that we do for the Lord has to come from a position of love. For sure. Yes. yes. Pastor Mark, thank you, folks. Thanks for listening. Don't forget the waymedia.net for everything signs of the times related. And for those of you that are streaming live right now on WIM, I encourage you to stay with us for the next half hour. Lots of great music. But at 3 o'clock, a really good teacher, Pastor John Randall, and the Daily Walk begins our afternoon drive of Bible to Bible teachings right here on WIM. We'll see you back here next Monday for more signs of the times.